Welcome to The Family Show. I'm your host, Eleanor Rossman, and joining me today and every week are Brenda and Randy Lee. And I mean it. Brenda's here. <laughs> really, Brenda, yeah. <laughs> really, Brenda. I'll say hello. So happy to have you back. In Good to be here. here. Mm-hmm. Um, and Randy, you told us that we're going to talk about St. Andrew and good jobs. Good jobs. Gigging. Gig economy, right? So. Well, I was listening to Father um, John Ricardo the other day, Acts 29 Ministry, 29 in Roman numerals, by the way, if you're searching it, um, you need to search it as Roman numerals XXIV. But anyway, Father Ricardo quoted this incredible line from the Divine Office about St. Andrew, right? And the line goes, the Lord loved Andrew and cherished his friendship. The Lord loved Andrew and Mm. cherished his friendship, right? And you go, well, what was it about St. Andrew that God cherished, that God wanted, and it was Andrew's friendship? And then I think to myself, well, yeah, but what else, right? But what else? Yeah, exactly. Really, what made Andrew valuable? What made him useful? What made him fruitful? What could you count on Andrew to do, right? What made him especially significant? And the answer is nothing, right? He was just Jesus's friend. And because of that, because of being Jesus's friend, Jesus cherished him, right? Jesus loved his friend, which for me is like, well, how absolutely disconcerting for both of them, right? I mean, doesn't there have to be more to it? You know, all the other apostles, they're on the road to everywhere. What are they debating? They're debating who's the greatest, right? Right. Who's the most powerful? Who's the most talented? Um, does the most? Accomplishes the most? Who's going to get most. the best seat? Exactly. In, yeah. The yeah. Biggest yeah. 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 Cast out the most demons, right? And then there's Andrew, right? Jesus, here's five loaves and two fishes, but they're actually not even mine. They belong to that little kid over there, yeah. right? Interesting. All the Gospels have a slightly different take on the calling of the first apostles, Right. Matthew and Mark have Jesus calling Andrew and Peter first, and then John and James come later. Luke has Andrew, Peter, John, and James all called at the same time. John has Andrew and John called first, and then Peter and James, right? Notice, however, that all the Gospels agree, right, however they got called, that Andrew was the first to be called, right? Mm, Okay. So, So Andrew's called first. Then what happens? And Andrew seems to get forgotten. Yeah. Right? Jesus is like, I need a Pope. How about Peter? Right? <laughs> I need, a, depos- I need a, a disciple to sit next to me at dinner, rest his head on my chest. How about John? Right? I need someone to go. This is my favorite. I, know, I need someone to go up the mountain with me to witness the transfiguration. Yeah. Right? How about three of the original four apostles. I'll take Peter, John, and James, but not Andrew. What's up with that? Really, right? It's easy to read the Gospels and think Andrew was always being slighted, ignored, passed over, right? Whoa, Jesus, wanna, you know, wait up here. I brought Peter to you. Why aren't I the Pope, right? I've been with you since the beginning. Doesn't seniority count for anything, right? I was in the boats with those other three guys. You know, why can't I go up the mountain, right? You guys, 
when you guys go up there? Why are you taking me? Right? Where's my promotion? Where's my honor, my reward? Right? I'm good enough to go beg for bread and fish, mm-hmm. but not to see Moses and Elijah. You know, but Andrew never says any of that. Yeah. Right? Andrew is content to say, I'm just here to be your friend. Yeah. And Jesus loved that, right? Jesus cherished that, right? The calling of Andrew in the Gospel of John is like, for me, so cool, right? I think it's so simple. A lot of uh, theological uh, theologians, right, people kind of whatever, they kind of find it mysterious, but it just seems pretty straightforward to me, right? You got John and Andrew, they're working with John the Baptist, Jordan River, doing the baptism thing, right? One day, John the Baptist sees Jesus walking on the bank of the river, right? And John the Baptist points out Jesus, you know, points him out to John and Andrew, and he says, behold the Lamb of God, right? right? John and Andrew start following Jesus up and down the riverbank, you know, kind of creepy, but, <laughs> but how often do you encounter the Lamb of God? Right. right? The Jews have been waiting for this since Abraham and Isaac, right? It's a little intimidating to just go up, you know, to the Lamb of God. Right. John and Andrew. So John and Andrew keep following Jesus around, trying to figure out what to say. I mean, you just can't walk up to the Lamb of God and say, our current boss is planning on doing some downsizing. Right. He, but he told us you're you're working on a startup with with huge <laughs> growth potential. And we were hoping to get in on the ground floor. Right. <laughs> I mean, John the Baptist said, I'm you know, he must increase. I must decrease. So mm-hmm. The job thing isn't that crazy. But, I mean, how do you even go up to this guy? The heavens opened up for and introduce yourself. Excuse me, aren't you the guy John baptized the other day and the voice of God said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased? Right? There's, you know, I mean, that's just not your typical conversation starter. Right? To get this in perspective, just after I graduated from college, some of my friends were from college, we're staying at this hotel in Pittsburgh, so I go to see them at their hotel. As I'm going up to their room, there's all these high school, junior high school girls running up and down the halls of the hotel, and they're screaming out, the Commodores are here. Have you seen the Commodores, (laughs) right? And I'm like, ladies, if the Commodores were here, you would not know it, right? Huge, the Commodores are this huge 70s funk band Right, huge hits, Brick House, Three Times a Lady, yeah, yeah. Easy. The Commodores were this mega hit factory. Lionel Richie, still famous today, came yeah. out of the Commodores. So I meet up with my buddies. We go down to the hotel bar. Sure enough, the only people in the hotel bar Don't are tell us okay. and the Commodores. Wow. Right? I could have reached over and borrowed ketchup from Lionel Richie <laughs> or Clyde Orange, right? We spend the rest of the evening trying to decide if we should buy them a round of drinks. And we never did, right? We're, we're like too intimidated, too terrified, right? But same thing, John and Andrew following Jesus around. Do we buy him a drink? Do we don't buy him a drink, right? No idea what to say. <laughs> Finally, Jesus turns around. He says, what do you seek? Which is a nice way of saying... What do you want? Exactly. What do you guys want? Why are you following me? Stalking me. Exactly. That's what's going down here, right? John and Andrew say, Rabbi, where are you staying? Which, again, means, 
we really messed this one up, but if we know where you live, maybe we can come over and try this again later, right? To which Jesus says, come and see, which means, why don't you come with me now, check out my pad, and hang out with me for a while. That's what that means, yeah. right? Just come over to my house and we'll hang out. When Jesus calls his disciples, his apostles, the first thing he asks them to do is just hang out with mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Just be his friend. And that's what John and Andrew do. They just they just hang out all afternoon, into the evening, into the night with the Son of God. Sounds like um just spend time with me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And after they spend time with him, Andrew goes home, right? Goes home to his family, his brother, most important person in his life, and says, I just made this new friend. Mm-hmm. You got to meet him. I'll introduce you tomorrow. Right? And that's the essence of discipleship. Yeah. Hang out with Jesus. Bring your friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, you think about it. In order to have to make a friend, mm-hmm. you can't just um, talk about. It. You've got to spend time with that person, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is that makes it so essential mm-hmm. that we think, okay, well, we we should know Jesus by just maybe hearing a scripture once a week, mm-hmm. right? But not really spend time mm-hmm. to get to know him. Yeah, and and I think. I mean, to me, the the curious thing is as valuable as friends are, right? As valuable as friends are, I don't think we take that vocation seriously. Right. Right? It's like, well, yeah, Jesus, you want to be my friend, but what else? What else do I have to do? What else do I have to be? Mm -hmm. And And then if Jesus says, well, I just want you to be my friend, you're like, well, what else am I going to get? from you, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Andrew's not saying, you know... What do I get out of this? What do I get... What more do I get out of this? Yeah, yeah I get you as a friend, mm-hmm. but what else? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. What, what problems with this solve? Yeah. What graces will this get? Do I get a new house if I make your friendship? You know, yeah. it's... No, the point is I made you to love me. I, I made you to be loved by me I created you so we could be friends. Don't we often do this, though, too, we think about it? Oftentimes our prayer is, Lord, will you just do this, this, mm-hmm. this, A, B, C, D, E, F, G? Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. If you had, it's like bargaining, if you, had, you know? Yeah, if you had a friend that just every time you saw them said, hey, do you mind spot mm-hmm. me a five right. uh, and watch <laughs> my kids for me Friday right. night and give me a lift to the, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We kind of do that, don't mm-hmm. we? Mm-hmm. I mean, just the, that you start out with the when we pray, right? And and when was the last time we prayed to check in with our friend, right? My my, I had an uncle, and his best friend was his brother, and and you know we would my uncle and I would be out doing stuff together, and we would get home, and he would go call your uncle Frank, which meant. He was too lazy to dial the phone, so he wanted me to <laughs> dial the phone so that, that he could then talk to his, his brother. Yeah. What do you have to say to him? Doesn't matter. I just haven't talked to my brother today. I just have to talk to my friend today. Yeah. It's time. And don't we do that? You know, you just want to hear their voice. Yeah. You just want to share that. You just want to connect and yeah. stay connected. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. If we don't stay connected, it changes everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are those friends that you can pick up after a long time, but for the most part, Mm -hmm. we have to stay in relationship. Mm -hmm. Eleanor, what a beautiful thing. I don't want anything today, God. I just wanted to hear your voice. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's just marvelous. Well, let's take a break right here. Um, We promise we'll be back. You're listening to The Family Show on Holy Family Radio, so stay tuned. Holy Family Radio, and our program is The Family Show, and we're talking about um, St. Andrew and what it is to be a friend. Yeah, right? That's that's exactly what we're talking about before the break. Um, we talk about St. Andrew's vocation was to be Jesus' friend and how Jesus loved him and cherished Andrew for embracing that vocation. And the Gospel of Mark, um, Mark 3, has this great discussion of the appointment designation of the 12 apostles, right? And it it starts out, and Jesus went up into the hills and called to him those whom he wanted, right? Notice what Jesus did, what's happened. Jesus has surrounded himself with those whom he wanted, Mm -hmm. right? And then, then Mark says, Jesus appointed 12 of these to be with him and to be sent out to preach and have authority to cast out demons. Now, admittedly, getting picked to be an apostle is a great gig, yeah. right? You get to travel, preach, cast out demons, do some healings. But notice, those chosen to be apostles were not the only people Jesus wanted, Yeah, right? They were merely selected mm-hmm. from among those Jesus wanted, right? These apostles were not the only people called. They were merely given a particular calling from among all those people Jesus called to him. Right. Right? Um, so, so I want these guys to run the ministry, but I need you to be my friend. I mean, you have to remember Jesus, whatever the role, Jesus wants all of us and calls all of us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he, he calls us. In to, different ways. He, well, the, there actually, there's, there is a way, primarily, first thing he calls you to is to be his friend. 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 Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And being Jesus's friend is a pretty good gig, too. That's a good gig. That's a good gig, right? There is this temptation to think that if God doesn't give us a particular prize or give someone else a prize, an award, instead of us, that he doesn't want us, right? Um, hasn't called us because we aren't called to do X, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not what the passage says. The passage just says some of the people whom God wanted, 
he made apostles, right? Apostles is one job right. among many. Right. You know, Lord, why didn't I get the job? Why didn't mm-hmm. I get the healing or the baby or the spouse? Why can't I be a priest? Yeah. Don't you love me? Mm-hmm. Right? And John and James, interesting, John and James get to be apostles. It's not enough. Right? They say to Jesus, you know what we really want, right? This is what Brenda was talking about earlier. You know what we really want? One of us to sit on the throne on your right and one of us to sit on the throne on your left. Right. Right? There we go. Telling Jesus how to do it. <laughs> right. What is When they're saying this, what's Andrew saying? Do you remember that day when you first called us and we hung out at your house and everything just felt so honest and so real and so easy? Do you remember how we talked and there was never enough time for us to say everything we mm-hmm. wanted to say to you? Can we do that again? Mm. I could just hang out with you forever, right? It's That's a, how you feel with a good friend. Exactly, you, don't, you, you do. Like it just is, has no yep. mark. Yeah, it, it just you just want it to go on and on and on. Yeah, vocation. Our vocation with Christ is not a job. It is Eleanor, as you were saying before the show. It's a disposition of the heart. And if your heart isn't disposed to being Jesus's friend, right, you'll always be looking over your shoulder, right? Mm -hmm. You will never get enough, right? Jesus didn't give Andrew a throne or on his right or his left, Mm -hmm. but Jesus loved Andrew and cherished his friendship, right? Fascinating dynamic, right? Calling of St. Matthew, the tax collector, right? And I love this, right? So, so Jesus sees Matthew working in the tax office, unsavory guy in an unsavory place, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus says, follow me. Matthew gets up, comes out, says, okay, where are we going? Jesus says, your house, yeah. right? What an interesting, fo- follow me, we're going to your house, right. right? Right. Me and all my disciples are eating tonight at your house. Mm-hmm. Let's follow me to your house, right? How great is that? Right, how, follow me to your house. So, so they all get to, to Matthew's house. Matthew's getting dinner for Jesus and all his disciples. When who should start showing up but all Matthew's sinful friends. and unsavory friends? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right? They come in. They make themselves at home. Why? Why would they do that? Right? There's no indication in the gospel that they were invited. Right? More likely, it's more likely that when Matthew left his unsavory job and unsavory office, you would assume that he also intended to leave behind his unsavory friends, mm-hmm. right? So why would they show up? And, and I think the unsavory friends see the calling of Matthew. They know Matthew to be a social outcast, right? And they say, if he can want Andrew, maybe yeah. this Jesus mm-hmm. could want me too. Yeah, right? think about that. These are people who just want to be loved. Loved, right. Right? The Pharisees also show up. They look in the window. Don't come in. They just look in the window. They see Jesus eating with sinners and tax collectors, and they ask, right? Why does your teacher 
eat with sinners and tax collectors. Yeah. Right? And and we get kind of put off by that question. But I think there's more to the question than what they express. I think what they're really asking is why does Jesus eat with sinners but not with me? Mm. Right? I think we read this question, we hear this very harsh, judgmental, arrogant tone when we hear this question, and I think actually, right, deep down, maybe what we should be hearing is this very broken, very pitiful tone. No matter how hard I work, I could never be lovable. Mm -hmm. I work so hard to be so good, Mm -hmm. and he would rather eat with sinners Mm -hmm. than eat with me, Mm -hmm. right? It's this incredible dinner party where everyone is messed up, but half the people are saying, I am so messed up, but his love is so great, maybe, maybe he can love even me. Mm -hmm. And the other half the people are saying... I work so hard, right. but I will never be loved, right? I will never be able to make myself lovable. And they're both right, right? Yeah. Thank God we don't have to make ourselves yeah, so perfect really. he will love us, right? Yeah. Thank God his love is so great he does love us in the midst of our imperfections, right? Jesus says at the dinner, I came to heal the sick, right? We all just need to be numbered among the sick. You know, in essence, really, we all have to just admit we're nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay? We're nothing. Jesus is everything. I don't care how many accolades I mm-hmm. have or how many mm-hmm. things I've done or mm-hmm. how many things I haven't done. We're all starting at the same point. Mm-hmm. We're all nothing without him. Which is the point we're all starting at is he loves us. Yeah. Right. And the, I think the thing is, whatever you run inside your head of I'm not lovable and, you know, why not me and this, we got to erase a lot of that and just be open and accept his love, which I think is where the stumbling block comes. So many of us don't get through that of accepting that love. I'm not enough. Wow. That's a shock, Right. And and the fact of the matter... You're not enough. That's exactly right. We're we're not. He made us not enough, so we would need him. him. You know, it reminds me of, like, some of the comments I've read over time of people who say, you know, why does Mary appear to these, like, ignorant children Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, not the bishop, whatever? It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, that's our thinking process. Oh, well, you know, the heaven should appear to them first. Right. No, it's because... The openness, yeah. you know, the humble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we're humble, we're more attractive to mm-hmm. God. And it's the truth, mm-hmm. right? Isn't that what humility is? It's truth. We're nothing without him. Right? When Father Father Joe Gottwell down at, at St. Joe's in York used to say, and this, like, people are strange, life is hard, <laughs> but God is good. There you yeah. have it. We all need a I physician. Right? Yeah. We all need I a physician. That. We always go back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We all just need to number ourselves among the sick, let God heal us, let mm-hmm. God love us, yeah. and respond to his call, his love, with friendship. Yeah. He delights And not compare how much love you think God's given somebody else or right. giving them favor. Just center yourself on God in your love and what he's blessing. He's showering you, but you're missing it. 
because right. you put up you're these too, blockers. You're looking in, inwardly. Yeah, or looking at somebody else saying, or, well, yeah. look what they're getting, you yeah, know? Right. And we need to just, it, like you said, that relationship with God is so important. And just bring that back, bring that back, bring that back. And I'm, I'm saying that because I need to be doing more. Oh, that. yeah, yeah. No, I, I know. I to myself, Eleanor, why don't you try? Well, I mean, we all do. We fall off that cart all the time. You guys are exactly right. I mean, so you look over your shoulder, you go, well, he only died on the cross for me. He gave you a new car. <laughs> I mean, what sense does that make? Yeah. What sense does that make? But, I mean... He wants to live with me in eternity. He just wants you to have a new job. I mean, he's giving you more than your cup can even hold. Yeah. Right. Why can't you do what Andrew did and just be at peace in his friendship? Be at peace, right, with where you are and what God is giving you. Why? What a great way to really start the new year, mm-hmm. to recognize that um, we're all invited to right. God's friendship. Yes. All of us. All of us. No matter where we are in mm-hmm. our life, no matter what we've mm-hmm. done, mm-hmm. Um, we we can always be friends with God um, and spend some time with Him. Well, you know, we're out of time, but we invite you to join us every Friday at 1230 on AM720 for The Family Show. And keep us in your prayers. For Brendan, Randy, Lee, I'm Eleanor Rossman, and we invite you to the beautiful sound of Seasons. Thank you.